0: I'm fired up. Let's go early. Here we go. I'm Mike Fisher, your trustee and trusted reporter. Three items. That's right. Three items today on the breakfast at 50s agenda. The Mostert idea, and I'm serious about it. Number one. Number two, tackles and a category that I didn't really know existed exactly. And number three. Inside the star. The big lie. Okay, a little lie. All right, a minimal fib. Uh, your comments, your questions, and your criticisms are always welcome. Hold your brief on Super Chats for tonight, please. Fish at six uh, when uh, family's going to start rolling in town. So you might start seeing some fisher faces popping around in the background. Let's begin. First of all, with your invitation to subscribe to the program, of course, it's absolutely free and with every penny. Also, please hit the like button. If at the end of this, oh, I don't know, 15 minute presentation, you decide, you know what, that old man, he's got it going on. Then you uh, hit the like button, if you please. Also, cowboyssi.com, the grandest Sports Illustrated project of all time, not counting covers with bikini girls on them. Here we go, Ida. A few days ago, we had dropped this idea. And again, this is, you know, Bleach Report and Heavy.com. And and it's fine and it's fun. But somebody's got to go in there with a big broom and mop it all up. Uh, a big mop and mop all up. They have a philosophy. I was there when they developed it and I broke the story on it. And it's why I was able to write. They are not resigning Demarco Murray. Rushing champ. Best friends with the quarterback. Best friends with the coach. And I told the audience then, as you may remember, they are not signing DeMarco Murray. At anything close to the going rate. Using the same formula, we were able to easily predict they're not signing Ezekiel Elliott at the going rate. These are rushing champions. And... What they have in common? They weren't 35, 28 ish. The study that we wrote about was commissioned inside the building. Let's go back because the old rule, as I'm sure many of you will recall boy, uh, a running back's going to fall off the cliff at the age of 30. I don't know why the NFL picked 30. Now we know that they did so arbitrarily. The Cowboys determined and put a lot of effort into it. What is the real age that a heavy lifting star running back falls off the cliff? They discovered it's not 30, it's 28. They made that application to their decision on DeMarco Murray. Not an easy decision. And they said goodbye to a 28-year-old rushing champion in DeMarco Murray. And then, as you'll recall, they were proven right as DeMarco, that, that next year, just just couldn't do it anymore. Philadelphia and Tennessee, right? Just couldn't do it. By the way, initially when he signed with Philadelphia, oh no, the Eagles are signing. The Cowboys knew what they were doing based on their study. Same thing with Zeke. Are there times in this Cowboy season when you go, yeah, we maybe could he? Yes, I, I think yes. But if you watch the Patriots and Zeke this year, you, you could see it. He's not that Zeke anymore. And here's a head up. The Cowboys are not going to go nuts signing an expensive running back this offseason. They will not overpay. They will not pay the going rate. Uh, Bleacher Report is the one that kind of started this. Suggested, I, I don't think Bleacher Report's even aware of what I just told you. You are, though. And if this is the first time that you're uh, being made aware of that, maybe you'd like to hit the like button. You're welcome. So Bleacher Report documented their thoughts here but they don't know what they don't know. Mostert has been brilliant for Miami this year. I think you're aware of that. Cowboys are about to find out just how brilliant, right in their face, uh, Christmas weekend in Miami. Cowboys presently reliant on Pollard and Rico. Both of them set to become free agents. Pollard makes 10 million this season. I'm going to predict that Dallas will not do that again. I think I've been proven right. Not that Tony, I, not that I think at one point I was really wrong. Oh, every team's got a Tony Pollard. No, that's wrong. That was wrong. That was overstating my dumb case. But I don't believe I'm overstating it when I say you just don't need to pay a running back $10 million. I want Tony Pollard on my team and maybe he comes back and I'd like them to come back. But not at the going rate is my prediction. I doubt that Dallas will do that again. Dowdle makes 1 million. He's a free agent. That's palatable. Rico, you want to come back and do 1 million again? Maybe you're the starting running back here. Uh, finding out if the kids on the Cowboys roster, Malik Davis, who they think can play, Deuce Vaughn, who you know, they haven't really even given him a jersey yet. I mean, you know, he's on the varsity. Malik Davis is not on the varsity. And when they needed to call up a running back last week so they could run the ball a little bit more in the wet weather, they moved Malik Davis up from the junior varsity ahead of Deuce Vaughn. They they need to find out what Malik can do, what Deuce Vaughn can do, what Hunter Lipke can do. Not... not not this season. They need to figure that out. For all I know, Deuce Vaughn and Hunter Lipke will someday be the, you know, Mutton and Jeff starting running backs of the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe. But the Dolphins have two stud-performing running backs. A-Chan, Devon A-Chan. He could be their number one running back. Period. And let it be. Take over from Oster. That seems logical. But if I'm Miami, the reason I'm not particularly interested in entertaining this Bleach Report trade, if I'm Miami, I'm not. They have two speedsters already sharing time. Why not just keep doing that in 2024? Would it be about money? No, Oster is only scheduled to make like 2.3 million next season. But I'll say this about Dallas, and I, I said last night. When these ideas come up, I, I take them seriously. I want to, I want to analyze them. I want to ask around. I want to check with people at the Star. What do we all think? And so, I and I try to bring that information to you. I bet you that Dallas would, if Mostert was available, I bet you Dallas would bend its thoughts on the two old running back, if Mostert at that price, two and a half million dollars, was available for not too much in trade. The two point three million dollars is alluring. I don't know what too not too much in trade is. I've seen a couple of you guys say, "Why don't you just draft one?" Well, okay. But they did that. There is value. I, I you know I don't love thirty one year old running backs and either the Cowboys, but there is value in in one in the hand versus two in the bush. By the way, if you don't know what one in the hand versus two in the bush is. Ask your grandparents. You could draft the next Mostert or, theoretically, you could have this one. Uh, Bleach Report writes, Dallas could replicate exactly what Miami is doing this season with their two running backs, and sure, Dallas could do that. I bet you Miami would just like to replicate what Miami's doing with the two of them this year, next year as well. You know what I mean? But... I do like exploring the ideas, and I do like not just having ah oh, they'll never do that or he sucks. Or, that, that doesn't do anything for me. I, I uh, opinions are opinions. I like fact based opinions. Paul Gale, Uncle Fish Premium Fish, you're an investigative reporter, a professional. Sure, I am. Uh, R S W, when would you play Trey Lance? Yeah, no, I I, I must have missed the suggestion. No, they're not. You can't play Trey Lance. Um, Chucky Joe is among those asking the question you can't put him in if you have a big lead it's against the rules the only way t- to have Trey Lance play is to designate him as something other than the third quarterback and he's not better than Cooper Rush you can't put him You and you're trying to win these games if for some reason, the Cowboys didn't have a game they needed to win. Fine. They've been there, but that's not going to be the case this year, is it? So, no, you are not, barring an injury, you are not going to see Trey Lance because it's against the rules to play the emergency third quarterback unless the two guys in front of him get hurt. Thanks for the question. I'm glad to have, uh, happy to, to make sure that's clear because I understand how a Cowboy fan. Now, wait a minute, what's this rule? There's the rule. <coughs> Item two, tackling. I've never heard this um, as a stat. Kid cowboy, fish, I don't understand. That, That go back and go back and listen to it again. What I just said, Jonathan Trotter using, you can designate Lance as a starting quarterback, but you can designate him as the second quarterback. But why would you do that? Sure, you can. You know, you can also designate me as the starting quarterback. Why would you do that? Uh, by the way, same thing with your questions about Martavis Bryant. I don't find your questions insulting. Uh, um, listen, you guys live and breathe this. Cowboys fandom. Uh, but you're not paid to be able to answer all the questions. I am paid to be able to answer all the questions. And I believe I answer about half of them. Why isn't Martavis Bryant getting called up? Because he's not good enough. If you called him up, that would put you that would give you seven receivers on the 53-man roster. Why would you do that? They already every week have one of the seven receivers, Brooks, inactive. Why would you? have two inactive wide receivers who aren't good enough. Moody Romo, would he be good enough in the future? I I wouldn't be surprised if they sign him to a futures contract so they retain his rights. And we see him next spring when he gets you know gets a, a fresh start on a new year. He's a six foot four, 220 pound athletic body who hasn't done anything wrong here yet. So let's see if he gets a futures contract here. I assume he would. Okay, Jonathan, you're just trying to, you're just now, now, now Trotter's being a troll. Is it Jonathan Trotter or Jonathan Troller? You could swap receivers. You you could, and then you would have an inferior player playing in place of somebody that you have judged to be better. And that's why I sometimes in the mornings am going to start saying, Hold your questions for the night. <laughs> <laughs> Item two, tackling. McCarthy said this. Have you ever heard this? The Like we know the, the uh, turnover ratio. Got to win the turnover battle, right? We turn the ball over three times. We didn't take it away. We're going to lose. Big Mike saying, we gave up 12 broken tackles. Which, by the way, I am smart enough to know that's a lot. And we only broke six tackles. And then McCarthy said, yeah, that that percentage won't, that ratio won't fly. I never thought of that. Have you? Have you ever heard that? Never thought of it. Never heard of it. That that we have to match their number of broken tackles, offensively and defensively. I I'm I'm cool with it. Makes sense. Now, how we apply it to Miami? You tackle them poorly. you're gonna get roasted. They will turn, what what James Cook, and James Cook was good, he was Walter Payton that day. Where where, where James Cook ran for 12 yards, these guys are gonna run for 112. Well, okay, 70, seriously. Now, tackling, to your question, why are NFL teams, not just the Cowboys, not as good at tackling as they used to be. And I think that's fair. Two reasons. One, the rules. I can't grab him here. Pretty soon, I'm not going to be able to pull him down there. I can't hit him there. Can't hit him down there. That's part of it. When we were growing up, when I was a kid, nobody, there, there was no such rules. To understand how things are different, I want you to, here's a classroom assignment. Go Google, I think his name was Turkey Jones, playing for the Browns. Does that sound right, old timers? Turkey Jones tackling Terry Bradshaw. Guys, he picked up Turkey Jones. Thank you, Huffnuts. He picked up Terry Bradshaw, turned him upside, just picked him up, turned him upside down, and threw him down on his head. (laughs) Play on, everybody! It's changed. The rules have changed. Obviously, in some cases, for the better. Although I still, I don't even know what, Monte KZ is supposed to have done. And they just basically threw him in the dungeon, let alone penalizing John Curse because his helmet tapped up against somebody else when two guys jumped up in the air. So rules are one reason. Here's the other reason. In a salary cap era, uh, Zach Martin feels like he's going to be good to go. Was afraid it was a knee. It's a quad. Cross your fingers. Thanks for everybody asking that question. It's a damn good question. And we'll have it covered for you all week. Injury reports and the rest. We'll be inside the star today, by the way, at CowboysSI.com. The other reason is salary cap and the CBA, nobody practices tackling. Literally. You don't practice tackling ever. Not really. Not live. You Never tackle your teammates in practice. ever you run towards them, you wrap them up, and you stop at most. You go over there and tackle the big blue bag and land on a mat. You do that. But if you've ever been to training camp or what you 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 know the drill. The offense runs its play, the defense runs to the ball, they position themselves, and then they get out of the way. And then, you know, Tony Pollard does the old Jerry Rice and runs 75 more yards, as he should. Way to go, Jerry Rice, who invented that, by the way. I was there watching him when he invented that. On every single catch, Jerry Rice would run the length of the field like it was a touchdown, every single time. So those are the two reasons that tackling are bad. But yes, if you get out, broken tackled, Times two at Miami, you will get out broken hearted. Times two. Andres, I don't need a crystal ball to know this team can't win on the road. Can't is a little strong. And it's only Wednesday. Why don't you keep crystal balls in your pants for a minute? Our friend, Mickey Spagnola, who has been doing this a long time, writing for uh, DallasCowboys.com. Uh, Mickey might be the only guy around here older than me. Brad Sham, Mickey, me? Ugh. And so uh, I, I I like Mickey, I admire Mickey, and you know, when it comes to the Cowboys, he's pretty pretty, pretty upbeat and positive. But that doesn't mean, of course, we all have to agree on everything. Mickey writes at DallasCowboys.com, that loss at Buffalo could have happened anywhere. Mickey's saying it wasn't about the road, wasn't about the rain, what could have happened anywhere. I politely and strongly, Mickaroo, disagree. Cause it doesn't happen anywhere. It only happens to the cowboys under circumstances like those. Um, uh, I, I thought Mickey. And it's kind of an inside joke. You have to be a kind of a Garrett guy. But Mickey wrote, uh, "It was good." He goes, "You know that game could have been played." In the parking lot or on the moon? Remember, that's one of Jason Garrett's old things. Hey, we just want to play Sunday. We'll we'll play him in the park on conditions. We'll play him in the parking lot. We'll play them on the moon. (laughs) Ha ha, I liked it. And I liked that Mickey used it. But that loss is very much about where they played, who they played, and the conditions they played in. And I think and I'm not talking about Mickey here, but I'm talking about the Cowboys. Instead of pretending, like some of them might be, that that's not the case. Ah, you know, it's just just bleep happens, things that, no. This isn't just bleep happening. This happens to the Cowboys on a consistent basis in those three circumstances to the point where they are a losing team on the road. Some of this might be exaggerated because the Cowboys are 15 and 0 at home. So, you're whatever you are, 7 and 8 on the road looks even worse when you're 15 and 0 on the on the, at home because you're going, "Why can't that translate?" Why can't it translate is the beginning of recognizing that you have a problem. But first you have to recognize it does not translate. And now comes An added component. Uh Uh-oh. This week. Yeah, Stephen White, it's a coin toss on the road. No, no, it's, it's not. This team, by and large, on the road against good opponents in trying conditions is not a coin flip. Miami on the road. Miami, good team. Miami, they got grass in that stadium. 35% chance of rain. I will close with this because Danny Bird is right. The resilient thing, which is a t-shirt. By the way, the Uncle Fish store below. Check it out. 12 days of Fishmas. Mike McCarthy's Cowboys don't lose back-to-back games. They just don't. So that's a thing. Cowboys, my recommendation to you psychologically, don't hang your hat on ah, it happens to anybody. Hang your hat on something that's factual. We don't win I'm sorry, we, when we don't win uh, in any circumstance, there's your any circumstance, home, road, grass, turf, wind, rain, snow, hot, cold. When we don't win in whatever those circumstances are, we always win the next week. That's where you hang your hat on. Hang your hat on something positive, yeah, but it's gotta be a real positive. It can't just be in the parking lot and on the moon, fish.